0: Welcome back to the 50 to 70 podcast brought to you in association with 3 Coffee. Check it out on 3 or in many of their fabulous locations around Dublin. I'm Dave Humphreys. I'm Cormac Singleton. And we are back after a slight week hiatus. We apologize for leaving a temporary void in your life. But we do have some good reasons for it. Um, We were in... This is the bit where it sounds like our podcast is already being far too successful. (laughs) Um, We were in San Moritz. We were in San Moritz at the ICE event. And I was also doing some off-roading in an electric vehicle in the Sahara Desert. So, bit of a mixed week of stuff. And because of the various travel logistics and all that's involved... It was just a little bit too tricky to tie us down in the one place to do a podcast, and we didn't want to do it over a crappy Zoom connection. So anyway, we are here. We are back. How are things?
1: Very, very good. And just to note that we will do a proper episode on our adventure to San Maritz. We have a video that's going to come out that will tie in with that podcast. So
0: if you don't hear too much about it, this one, it's coming. Don't worry. We have we've we have so we have been so busy for these last couple of weeks. We have so many things in the pipeline. You if you don't hit that subscribe button <laughs> right now, hit follow, do whatever you have to do because you've got I you're, can't you're, believe it's free. <laughs> I can't believe we're providing this podcast to you for free. Anyway, so yes, uh, I've been in Morocco. You have, you've been off getting a tan. I've I, And I did not get a tan because I don't tan and I had my factory 900 sun cream on. Um, yeah, so basically there's a bunch of people who say I
1: can't buy an EV because I need to go to... The shops and drop little Hugo to school. So therefore I don't have enough range. So Skoda invited you out to Morocco, or not just you, many people, yes. out to Morocco to take some
0: EVs. An ENIAC to the Sahara Desert, right? Yeah. all the way down to the Algerian border. It actually turns out at one point we may have accidentally maybe crossed the Algerian <laughs> border, but yeah. Um, so the ENIAC, if you don't know, the Skoda ENIAC is kind of its version of the ID4 or the Audi Q4 eTron, they're all the same sort of thing, they're MEB platform. And... Basically, I I actually think it's the best of the the bunch in the Volkswagen family, but they've updated it for 2024. The battery is the same, but you've now got a little bit more range, hence the trip that we're doing. But they've also given it a boatload more power, so that's also um, always welcome. And the Sahara,
1: if you don't know, um, isn't isn't well known for its abundance of EV
0: chargers. There, yes, we didn't exactly stumble across a huge bank of Ionity <laughs> fast chargers down there. There is, we did find the last charger before you before you literally don't have a charger for like Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kilometers. Um, Did it have a Tesla badly parked and not charging? <laughs> no, it wouldn't be a Tesla badly parked. It would be like a, a like a Hyundai Tucson or something yeah. parked across Kona two spaces. EV. I'm only going into the shops for a minute. Or a G35 series. Yes, any of those sort of things. Uh, so yeah, it, it was pretty interesting. Morocco, if you've never been, is... It is a pretty spectacular country. Um it's one of those things that it it is certainly probably one of the most European, Western con- of the African countries in that region. But when you're there, the landscape is just incredible. And isn't all desert. No, no, no. It isn't all desert at all. That's the thing, because you kind of have, like, we were out in parts of the, de- you know, in Sahara the desert. And I'll talk I'll get to that in a minute. But actually, there are bits of it that are super lush greenery. You have other bits of it that are so rocky and barren you could literally be on Mars uh, and you go through these kind of vast areas of just literally nothing. You, there's just a road that goes through there. Now this is the one of the most surprising things about it is that the roads in Morocco are fantastic. You might think hang on this place like there are people that still live in mud literally. Mud huts here. The roads, the surfaces are absolutely incredible. Pretty much anywhere you go, as long as you're on tarmac. We did go off tarmac at several points, but that was fine. Um, So the whole point of the trip was really we wanted to sort of showcase what EVs can do, how far you can go, blah, 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 blah. We flew into a place called Wazazet, which is kind of south of Marrakesh. And the reason we went there was we stopped off kind of first port of call at this unbelievable place called the Noor Power Station, which, as you may be able to see, some like if you if you go and look at some of my uh, socials, you'll be able to see some of the pictures. We'll put them on the fifty to seventy Instagram at fifty to seventy. Um, and this whole site is like literally something out of a Bond villain's evil lair kind of thing.
1: Yeah, if you've seen Quantum of Solace, it it's that.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is proper crazy stuff so it's a huge solar energy station that they have just outside Wazazet. and it is literally just bonkers how big this thing is it's it's a random it's, it's a couple of thousand acres of solar panels and they do kind of you know various different types of solar panels but the really spectacular thing is they're all numbered and that is the north three. And this is this huge, massive tower. It's 820 feet high, filled with molten salt. I mean, we're already getting into evil, despicable Bond villain uh, plans And a
1: man came out to greet us and he was bald and had a cat. (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly. So, So basically, so they've got this big, huge, massive tower, which you can see from almost anywhere when you're there. This huge thing that is so bright, it is literally like shining an LED torch directly into your eyeball any time you look at it. The reason it is that is because all around it, in like this huge circle, are these heliostats, which is, you know, one of those amazing, lovely words. But basically, each of these are giant mirrors that reflect the Earth's, the, the sun's rays Focus it on this point and this tower, and it's just bonkers to see. But then, when you get up close to them, you realize how fucking enormous these things are. Like each of those, these big kind of mirrored arrays is like a tennis court, and they've got 7,400 of these. So it gives you an idea of the scale of this place. It's fucking huge. And basically, they, they move like every two minutes, and like you're standing there. And it's weird because there wasn't like a, a hint of a breeze. You're standing there, and then every kind of two minutes, you just hear these like things like, rrr, rrr, and they're moving these massive arrays by like one or two degrees because they're kind of like mechanical sunflowers. So they're they're following the sun round all the time to point all the light at this one big tower, which, as I said. Is full of molten salt, <laughs> which then that goes is circled around, heats water that's inside that generates steam that generates turbo that spins turbines that generates electricity. So that's how it all works. I won't bore you with the whole science of it, but like to give you an idea, this thing makes enough electricity for about two point three million homes. It's on a big Mode scale.
1: Homes are regular
0: homes, regular homes, regular homes, and um, we did calculate it as well that we reckon. Um, you could charge. I think we we worked out like something like seven and a half thousand eniacs. <laughs> a day on this thing it's like it'd be very easy to charge but your how electrical. quickly
1: could you charge one ENIAC? uh
0: yeah well we did wonder about that but uh, yeah i reckon if you plugged an ENIAC directly into this it it ENIAC, your ENIAC would be in low earth orbit yeah. very very quickly <laughs> so uh but yeah it's just massive it generates like 150 megawatts of energy just this one part of a bigger power station just bonkers you, you can only do it in this and actually you'll see like when you look at it, you notice like on either side of it, there's like bright balls of light because what actually happens is it gets too hot and they can't have all of them shining their They're focusing the rays at the terror all at once. So they kind of have to take turns. So then like either side of it, you have this really bizarre effect that looks like two orbs of bright light on either side of the thing. And anytime anything goes through that, it gets instantly vaporized. So like every so often you're standing there and you just see this puff of white smoke and whatever it was drop down like dust particles. Anything. I was like, do birds fly through it? And the guy was like, look around. <laughs> there are no more birds here. So yeah, it's it's but yeah, it like this thing gets insanely hot like you can't comprehend how hot this is um but yeah fascinating to kind of do but anyway i'm kind of like this is i i I had the biggest nerdgasm like just looking at all this sort of stuff and they were showing us how it all works And, and it's amazing and obviously in morocco you can do this kind of thing because you get bucket loads of sunshine all year round um but yeah it was really really cool to see but that was, that was kind of just like, oh, while you're here, have a look at this. We did have a ton of driving to do. And the roads, like I was saying, some of the roads there, if you have not ever been to Morocco, A, you should go because it is actually quite a nice country. And, and they're also still recovering from a, a pretty devastating earthquake there. So spending any money there would be very good as a tourist. But from a driving perspective, Cormac, this is... There are some... Bloody epic roads there.
1: Yeah, heading up the Atlas Mountains is
0: it looks like some pretty good road spaghetti. It oh yeah, it is. And 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 there's nothing around. But then suddenly there are parts of it that are three and four lanes wide going all the way up the up the hill, up the mountains, or the Atlas Mountains, and there's nobody around. And there's there's no speed cameras, there's no speed traps, and there's none of this kind of stuff, and it's just like driving Mecca, like, just go and go and enjoy it. Uh, we did, like, find that they were starting to drop down on the old uh, charge a little bit, on the old range as we were climbing up. But then the beauty of it is the Atlas Mountains are so big, as soon as you get to the top, you just start going down the other side and your range just goes, shoots right back up again. And then, so, then you have a brave challenge of
1: who's not going to touch
0: the brakes? Yes, yeah. So, yeah, we, we're using the old regen a little bit more, but it's... Oh, man, the roads there are just phenomenal they really like i'm I'm back there next month doing a, a a big road trip with mazda and that should be really really looking forward to that as part of our epic drive series but
1: yeah if you see morocco as just desert sand and you know kind of mud colored scenery look at our pictures and yeah. look at other pictures yeah and some of it is that absolutely it doesn't yes. come from nowhere but then there is just all the rest of this scenery which is Incredible. The mountains. Yeah. You don't naturally associate Morocco with mountains. They're huge, incredible, yes. amazing roads around us. Last year, Sam, seen through glass, he took his 360 on a trip down to Morocco. And I remember watching the videos and just going, wow, these are not at all the road you go. going to be on some dusty trails
0: there. No, that's were amazing think, yeah, roads. You would think that. And that's when we were driving around going, these are like... And we were just on normal road tires as well, actually. So it was, again, like another nod of confidence that they're like, you're not getting off-road tires, you're on normal road tires. The, the man
1: hadn't came out that day and put the put the sand down on yeah, the road.
0: Yeah, And it was absolutely like, no problem. But the road, yeah, like I, the only thing I reckon is either they're phenomenal at building roads or because it's so hot and so dry that you don't get that kind of harsh winter thing and it's like, oh, that's, you know, that's breaking Freeze up the roads. T- Freeze actually. Uh, onion weathering, as uh, your geography school days might call you. So, yeah, so we did that. We drove all the way down past, like, the, the, the Atlas Film Studios and all that kind of stuff where they make loads of, like, big movies. And, and then we went all the way out into, literally right out into the edge of the Sahara Desert, and we were in sand. We got to try out the sand mode, which thankfully did work pretty well. We had the all-wheel drive versions of the Enyaq. So it was actually, it was no problem. And we had a camp, kind of campsite set up out in the Sahara Desert. And then at night in the Sahara, it is unbelievable what you see when you look up. Did you have a generator? For... Uh, do we have a generator for the cars? No, we no. didn't.
1: So you are, for all intents and purposes,
0: alone. Yes,
1: solo in Enyaks. Yes, just a camp of Enyaks.
0: Yeah, we got we got to we we left Wazazette and we got to the camp, and we had forty nine percent left in the battery.
1: Okay, just in case anyone's thinking that oh yeah no the lovely yeah Sahara scenescape you know everyone's in 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 bivou-
0: bivouacs. yes. And, and there's uh, an enormous diesel jet yeah. at the back charging the car. No, we didn't. We that was the thing. It was actually because we were we knew it was quite a distance and we weren't really sure. But also we weren't nursing the cars at all. We were just driving. I mean, at one point we were maybe doing one hundred and thirty kilometers an hour on a very nice stretch of road. Um, allegedly, allegedly. Um, but we were, it was, you know, it was, we got there, we weren't doing anything. You know, we had the air con on, it was, there was no
1: nursing or special treatment. or
0: none of that kind of stuff at all. And, and it, yeah, it was like, it was absolutely fine. There was no issue at all. We got there, like I said, we 49% and then we were going back anyway, back into stay in a hotel in one of the cities. And then that would have been fine. So like, we, and we, we charged them when we were in there. So like, that was that. Um, but yeah, it was absolutely no problem. But this, yeah, the sky over our camp was like literally when you open up that double page spread in National Geographic and it's a feature on the Milky Way. That's what that looked like. It was just, there is no, because you're so far from civilization. There is no um, light pollution. There's no, there's nothing. It's just, you're in the middle of nowhere. And the weirdest thing was the next morning I got up and this amazing sunrise like the sky was lava then it was orange then it was purple it was just like nuts and there was not literally it was like being inside a room there was no breeze it was dead still and no sound at all other than like literally camels and whoever was getting up and getting making a bit of noise, getting out of their their very fancy glamping tent that we were staying in. And that was it. Spectacular. But then, yeah, so we drove back then. Big, long drive. We, we went back into Wazizet. We did that. We we um, charged the cars there, and then we drove all, all up to uh, Marrakesh. And again, it's just like everywhere. The roads are just phenomenal. But you, on that stretch from, like, Wazizet to Marrakesh, you go along, like, kind of the base of the mountains like through these valleys and obviously there's rivers there and stuff like that and suddenly it's all just like green palm trees and like lush greenery and it's like hang on where are we? It's like it's just this, this scenery changes all the time but I want to go back to the camp for a minute because we met, the, met this incredible duo um, who also have an ENIAC coincidence um, so Renske Cox and Martin Van Pell they spent the last 13 months driving their Enyaq from the Netherlands, their homeland, to South Africa and back. And then after they got back, they were like, oh, could you come down on this event? And they drove back to Morocco again. But they have... So they have this, like, really cool, kitted-out Enyak that they just wanted to go on an adventure. But they said, they're like, how can you go on an EV, you know, to do this kind of trip in an EV, can you do it? So they, they basically modified the car. They got solar panels on the bonnet. They've got a cool roof tent. They got water tank inside where the rear seats would normally be. So they can have fresh water and showers and all this and loads of stuff. But they also have this phenomenal, uh, 60 kind of 60 square meter solar array that they set out every single night or whenever they want to charge. And they just charge the whole car pretty much most of their trip. They just did it off the sun. And that was it. Which is, A, pretty cool. Which is the best way to charge an EV is off the sun. You,
1: you, difficult here.
0: Dif- <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. In Ireland, not so easy.
1: If you're going to visit someone, it might take a month or two to, to get <laughs> charged. But very, very cool. And also, kind of, it, it throws range anxiety out the window. Yeah. When you just go, I'm going this is what I'm going in and this is how I'm going to do what I'm doing. And obviously, yeah, it's it's different to a commute because you can, you know, take longer or time yeah. when you need to. But you're going to the Sahara. There isn't a man waiting there with a the truck to bring you back no. should it not go your way. Exactly. Your phone isn't connecting to pretty much anything out there. Yeah. And yet, still relying on battery, EV power. Yeah, yeah.
0: And the um, sun. At the sun, and that was it, and like, and yeah, so we we did, yeah, and actually, we I did a video with them that's gonna go up on the Complete Car YouTube channel, um, kind of like a tour of their whole setup and how they have, you know, what they did because they, and this wasn't like them in association with Skoda. They just literally went out, bought an ENYAC and did the mods. Figured out what was what. They got a couple of partners involved with the solar thing. The solar setup is actually really cool that they have. And they would just sort of find, you know, they'd go, OK, well, we're going to stop here for the night and they'll set up a camp and then they just put them all out. They charge for like a day or half a day and then. Which isn't a big deal because, you know, when you're doing a camping lifestyle, you pull up yeah. and you
1: build your site anyway. Exactly. This is an extra two or three minutes of building an extra part. Exactly. Yeah. And so- it charges in the background while you are Reading food, reading Whatever. whittling yeah. a stick. Like
0: this wasn't like th- this was not a this was them kind of going on an adventure. They yeah. they weren't like oh we have to you know.
1: It's more like them come along um let's see how they do. It. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, oh look, you have
1: toilets. That's they, cute. They, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Like they, they, it's they they said it takes about talking about fifteen minutes to set the whole thing up to start charging. So it's not really that long at all. No. And um, and in in a camping life environment that that is no time. Yeah, I mean, you are an experienced camper. You know, you. you we camp. didn't
1: have any solar panels <laughs> in the scouts. <laughs> My Range Rover doesn't have any solar panels. No, it, no, it barely has panels. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah, they had everything. I mean, they had like they had a Starlink inter- uh, Wi-Fi connection. The whole lot. Was... Yeah, there,
1: there's no uh, slumming it in this. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're in an EV. It's modern. It's quick. It's got plenty of features. And you've got Starlink, and it charges kind of wherever you're set up. Yeah. And you can feel kind to the environment that you are in.
0: Yes. Should that be a priority to you as well? Yeah. Now, they did, in some places where there were chargers, they did, in some of the cities, they did use the chargers as well, but... But or they plugged it in sometimes into mains and, and did not that. sure but if it's fair to dock marks for that. Uh, absolutely not docking marks at all, but just so people. But like, yeah, they they really like they just did a, a really really cool um, cool adventure. They've done stuff on YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Like, do, like, check them out because they it, it's a super cool idea. I would love to do something like that, but, like, they yeah, they took 13 months to do this.
1: Yeah, so the next time you think 300
0: kilometers of range isn't enough to go where you need to go. You can absolutely do it. So, like, yeah, just EVs will go further than you think, and, and that is, like, that's kind of the ultimate thing, you know. Um, like, it is just, it's so easy to do these things now. I... I'll be honest. Like probably, um, I would say five years ago, this kind of trip, I would have been like, mm, "I'm not so sure about this." You know, this is like this doesn't sound great.
1: It, it's no secret that I'm I'm not uh, not yet sold on EVs. Yeah, but I do very much enjoy and encourage anyone to try and break the mold and you know push the boundaries a little bit and see what can happen. So I support their endeavor totally. I think it's cool what they're doing. Doesn't mean I'm going to buy one, but doesn't mean that I I don't like what they're doing.
0: But you wouldn't do it? No, would be wouldn't be for you.
1: I would do that adventure. Yeah, yeah. But would I employ one as my daily? Absolutely not. No,
0: no. Okay, that's fair enough.
1: But give me that setup, and I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to look down on it because it's an EV. I, you know, in in some regards, you can go out for longer should you have enough yeah. food supplies, water supplies. Sure, you know. I can only carry so many jerry cans on top of all <laughs> all the other stuff that I already have. Yeah. Their
0: fuel source falls out. Yes, that yeah. is a huge advantage when you're doing something like that. One thing really, one thing that that Martin said to me as well was that the beauty of doing it with an EV, in an adventure like that, is electricity doesn't get contaminated. You don't get dodgy electricity. <laughs> you know, like and, yeah. and that's the thing. You kind with of no snails like, in your electricity. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> snails is that's a story for another time one day Um, we will mention snails and this will make sense but yeah like but that's the beauty of it you don't have to worry about is it 95 is it lower or whatever is it gonna make my engine run funny or whatever like it's just that's it It no there's not
1: really too much maths involved like you know if we're doing that in a combustion vehicle
0: we're going okay well
1: i've got 80 liters in my tank and i'm carrying 50 liters on the roof Therefore, I have a cruising range of X or Y, assuming I don't get stuck anywhere and have to use more throttle or something like yes. that. Um, and so you can do your maths on that. Whereas with this, if you don't have a set destination that you need to be at, you can go, okay, I'm going to go till I need to charge. And when I need to charge or
0: have lunch, I'm yes. going
1: to stop, I'm going to put out yeah. this. So it has its benefits.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like Do, do check it out as well. Um, you can follow, like go look for them on the internet. It's 4 by 4 electric. Um, they've, they're on, you know, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. They did 38 countries, 38,000 kilometers in an EV, all the length and breadth of Africa. Yeah,
1: and you can sit there and go, oh. Wouldn't be for me, no. And yep. that's fine. As long as you accept that A, it's cool and B, it's brave. Absolutely.
0: So yeah, give give the guys a follow. Cause and they are also, I have I gotta say, they're the nicest people as well. They're, they're Dutch, of course good. they are. Of course they are, I know, but they're just yeah, you know, super cool. Oh, that so. like, they're
1: just they're Dutch. It's one step short of oh, we went to South Africa and back on
0: a cargo bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> planting <laughs> flowers along the way. Um But then from Morocco. We then switched climates and went to Samaritz. We did, we, and it we wasn't flew into. It wasn't the most success. It was. a depends way you look uh, at it. Yeah, it was definitely for me. It was a glass half full event. So we flew for, into Zurich, yeah, where it was lovely and temperate and warmer than Dublin. Nice.
1: <laughs> yes, and we first grabbed a quick look around a micro lino. Which, which is it is a micro EV car um along the same lines as the Citroen Ami. But this brought you from micro, um, micro mobility solutions, which is the company that about 20 year ago gave us all the micro razor scooter for which remember we remember those. Yeah. Everyone shins remembers them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know?
0: I never, I never had one.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, there's, there's other factors at play there. <laughs> we get your mother down here and ask why. Um, the rest of us who did have micro scooters, um, the dents in our bones and our legs will <laughs> know exactly what that is. Anyway, not satisfied with just mobilizing children and uh, smaller children now. You see them all on their pink scooters going to Montessori. They decided, why not make a car?
0: It's a hell of a pivot.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's pepper yeah. grinders next. Yeah. <laughs> um, so being unequivocally Swiss, they dis- they did a study and found that most people's return commutes were under 30 kilometers and on average had, um, again, Swiss, 1.6 people yes. per <laughs> journey. So they said, okay, it can be small and it can be condensed and it can be EV. So they built this and it is... A modern interpretation of the BMW Isetta bubble car yeah. visually. Yes. You look at this and you only one thing will come to mind. It is an Isetta. And it's little two-seat, very small, very light construction, small range EV. So we hooked up with the guys there and we got one for a couple of hours to go have a look around.
0: Yeah. I... Okay, this, it is a car with some flaws. Mm-hmm. The electric motor is very loud.
1: If you've ever been in a um, classic mini race car with a straight cut gearbox, it is that. It is like your ear is supercharged. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: whine of this. Yeah. It, it was strong. Um, the quicker you go, the more dogs can hear you. Yeah.
1: It's not too bad, like, setting off. It's kind of the same EV wear that you get from most things. This, it'll do a a good 60 or up to 90 kilometers an hour. It'll do 90 kilometers an hour, yeah. But we were kind of having it up at 60-ish on this main road. And it was... That was enough. Yeah, if you were doing a kind of sustained 60 you'd notice it. Um, and apparently the developers notice it too, because they give you a Bluetooth speaker in every car. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just a help. big one. A just quite big help drown that out.
1: So that was one little flaw. Um, the other flaw was that you can quite easily get stuck in it when the battery decides to, it needs to be turned off. Yes. Yeah. I will, uh, definitely allow that to just be a hiccup with the one we had. We had got a test car. Yeah. Um, and it did have a little niggle where we needed to turn it off and back on again. Yes. In the process of turning it off and back on again, for that moment, you can't open the door and get out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there is a sunroof, though. So There's a not, manual sunroof. To- you're not totally stuck no, in this. Again, thing. there'll be but, pictures
1: of this, yeah. and Dave have escaped through the, the sunroof. Yeah, yeah. You could see that. Um, it's cute. It's cool. It's got a aluminium body. It is two seats, Adjoined. It's it's kind of like a it's a like bench a big seat bench seat, yeah. yeah
0: it's like when it, was it the screen cinema used to have like a couple's <laughs> chair it's kind of like one of those yeah, in a
1: you, you need to be you need to be close with whoever you're in this yes. car with um, it's very ungraceful to get in and out of there isn't I, I mean that, there isn't a yes. cool way to get no, in and out there isn't especially if there's two of you and the driver needs to get out you're getting out too yeah that's just tough it is cool. It looks cool. It's sleek. It's a very good interpretation of, or homage, whatever you want
0: to yeah. phrase I mean, it as. It is literally like they reinvented the Assetto.
1: Yeah. And I don't want to call it a new Assetto, because it's not. It is its own car. It is yeah. the Microlino. Uh, but if you if you are a fan of that design, then you'll love this. Now, I am firmly in Camp Ami still. Oh, we know. You will. You will not peel the Ami away from yet. I still think it outdoes the uh, Microline for one huge, huge reason,
0: and that is the price. Yes. So an Ami in France will cost you like what six and a half thousand euros up
1: to eight. If you're, it it depends. There's different purchasing options, but even just say between six and a half to eight grand new from. Day one, yes. that is it. You can lease them for, for less and all that.
0: But uh, the one thing with the AMI is that it is also limited to f- 45 kilometers an hour.
1: Yes, the AMI is a lot slower in both top speed and acceleration. It has a plastic body construction. and it wi- Its windows flip open, whereas the microlinos slide back and forth. Um, it has got two separate seats that are fixed and don't move. And the entire interior is wiped down plastic. There are no materials. Plastic is the material. Yes. The um, Microlino has got some cloth soft. fabrics. There and are some soft yeah. There's a headliner.
0: Soft furnishings. But these come at a cost. Quite a cost. Quite a cost. Which is? The car we drove cost 22,500 euros. Otherwise known as nearly three Amis. Yes which is also known as are you absolutely insane. But then again this is Switzerland and there are people that probably Yeah,
1: so this car kind of has it. an air of I don't want you to see my G63 yes. in the city center. I like the Ami cuz it's just bare bones. It is as minimal and as basic as a car can get and I The Ami
0: is unapologetic. It is. In, it is.
1: Yes. And I I like when when um Manufacturers go so far into utilitarian with just how basic a car could be while still being interesting. The Microlino in- is cool. They're both really cool, quirky takes on monopod transport. For me, I think the AMI just hits it that little bit better.
0: Incidentally, the AMI is also made in Morocco.
1: Nice. there is yeah. a lot of time you could do a factory collection and drive it <laughs> home
0: um yeah the i mean the Ami. The, my only issue with the ami and i love the citroen ami is that 45k top speed cuz it is like it's like a hard limit that it hits yeah it doesn't and,
1: run out of puff so much as hit a wall
0: oh yeah and it, it, it is like you know it can drive you when you drive it you yeah. know it can go it could go faster. is that because it is limited it, it's because of licensing for mo- regulations. Okay. It's uh, for and, the the yeah.
1: uh, in, in France this is known as a voiture sans permis, which is a car without license. So if you're sixteen, I think you can yes. start with these or yeah. it's fifteen or sixteen. Um if you're elderly, they previously would drive kind of covered golf carts with headlights. This kind of takes on as a little it's, bit cooler, sleeker way of doing that. Yeah. Um and for people who just kind of need to get to the shops and don't really need a car. Um, and also, I believe if you've been banned from drink driving after a certain number of years, you can have one of these before you get oh. a real car again.
0: Okay. Something like that. Yeah. So they it has to be limited then to... to yes, that's why it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, I think we just need to figure out a way of how you remove, What's the equivalent of a Joe Power map on a, um, <laughs> a Citroen Ami? A dra- it, ha- it, can't, it can't be that complicated to do. I, I, I did actually speak to somebody I know in opal in germany in in opal opal and because they have the opal rocks which is their version of the ami and it literally just has a different badge on it but they their engineers have been there's like a skunk a skunk yeah. works opal amg yeah opal and uh they uh, it's they, not
1: the opal rocks by irmshire is it no, they, <laughs> they
0: they have made one go quite a lot faster i believe okay. so um
1: did they do what you did with a, an NAMX 5 If you had a Jap one, it was limited to 180K. But if you took the clocks out, there was a little little yellow screw. And if you take the little yellow screw out, it's no longer
0: limited. There you go. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it's probably something that rudimentary could be done. So yeah, that would be good. But anyway, so yeah, the uh, it it is a very flawed car. The ride is pretty firm on it. Stiff, I would say. It was fine on the road. But
1: the road was very good. Yes, when we had to go over bumps and curbs in and out of car parks,
0: borderline leaving the seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was the downside to it, um, and obviously the astronomical price. The price is a big one because the the Ami
1: is basic and it, it it is no frills. It's the Ryanair of of personal transport, but you get what you pay for, and you go. Absolutely, I've got. I think it looks cool and it's funky and it gets me around and it costs in car terms nothing. nothing. It, is, it is almost a free car. So you can forgive it for so much for that especially if you're in and around town where it's meant to be used. If you go, well I can't get in from you know 30 kilometers away well, and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's there when you need other, a car there are or a other transport. solutions
0: available for that. Um,
1: to spend actual car money for the same experience Mm, starts to yeah, yeah yeah
0: anyway, it's cool it is cool, overall it's cool despite its flaws, yeah. at the
1: very least go look at the pictures
0: yes, yeah absolutely, and we will have a video Yeah, and they
1: look great because that it looks too. like someone's just taken it out of a rendering and plopped it on the road totally, it, it, yeah. they look very very yeah. cool and we actually did see a couple more go past us when we were there and heard them and <laughs> before we saw them it's funny, they kind of look like the ghost from Pac-Man just flying past
0: you on the yeah, road Yeah yeah, super cool so we did that, and then obviously we had so we, we were very kindly hooked up with uh, a Volkswagen ID5 from Volkswagen in Switzerland, and we set off from quite mild and sunny Zurich for the ice in St. Moritz.
1: Yeah, by the time we'd finished, we spent a couple of hours in the Microlino and then set towards St. Moritz, at which point we'd heard <laughs> that uh, two foot of snow had fell. <laughs> while we weren't looking at our phones. Yeah. <laughs> and that the first, it would the, the ice is a concourse and it's kind of like an ice driving event. It's not quite racing because there's no competition in it, but there is a track on the lake and the cars do go around. Yes. So it is a classic car concourse event.
0: This is, I mean, this is like very wealthy individual. It's like when you have a car meet in Dublin here at, you know, Font Hill retail park and lads start doing rings in the car park. This is like an extremely wealthy version of that. Yeah. If, if it's the a frozen lake in San Brits and I'm drifting my figures. 250 short wheelbase multi-million euro classic car around. Yeah.
1: So look, it's a big, it's a big get together for everyone to do some willy waving and and, yeah. and, and you know, but it's all in the fun. Everyone dresses up in the tackiest of furs Ostentatiousness. and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, we, it, this was happening on Friday and Saturday. And we decided to forgo the Friday day of the event. Because um, I
0: was being an adult and road testing the micro, you know?
1: Yes. And the Saturday was when more kind of stuff that we were interested in was happening. So we leave and we figure, or we, we check online and see that not only has two foot of snow fell, but the Friday has been cancelled.
0: Um, Bear in mind, this is an event happening in a ski resort... Co- and it's called it's, the ice. Yeah, it's happening on a frozen lake. Cold weather is is
1: necessary for the event. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it's called the sink. So 70, 70 centimetres, two feet of snow fell. And we're heading up there. And they go, they've pulled day one. They're trying what they can to, to do day two. And they are still holding the concourse judging in a underground car park that they have reserved for, for these cars to be well lit and judged and everything. So we think nothing of it, head up, grand. A couple of hours later, we arrive um, through Samaritz. Like, it's not too bad. The, the snow has gotten deep, but we've made it through, no problem. There's been a couple of uh, slow pokes. Apparently, the Czechs all go skiing in Samaritz, and none of them have seen snow before. No, no. <laughs>
0: they, we for We were whatever stuck reason, behind some, some Czech registered. Go they the were Rotavius only Scotus. And Superbs, and my The Czechs are God. a huge domestic buyer. <laughs> My God, they could not drive at all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to any of my friends, yeah. Stepan, all, all you guys. But Jesus, like you let some people out of the country yeah, it, that you shouldn't let out. If of the you're
1: country. Czech and at home, tune oh, out. Yeah. If you're Czech in, in San Moritz last weekend, Jesus Christ,
0: <laughs> get a grip.
1: <laughs> so literally, we get through Grand Hotel for the night. Cool. Wake up next morning. It's a bit brighter. Light snow. And we get up to... Oh, no, sorry. That night, in the hotel, we find out they've pulled day two. They can't clear the ice event. They can't clear the lake. They can't do anything. They can't guarantee public safety. So they've pulled the event. There's too much snow.
0: This is now turning into a a romantic weekend with me, you, and Killian in in Postiavo.
1: Yeah, which is Switzerland masquerading as Italy. They speak Italian. The people are Italian but someone moved the line a few feet across. Yes. So it's technically Switzerland. So we head
0: up, decide to see what's going on. You know, look. I mean, we've come this far. We've we come may this far. as well go to San Maritz. Let's see what we and see. And pretend to be wealthy. If
1: no one can get out, then that means the cars are trapped. Yes. So we can still at least see metal. So we get up. It takes forever. And there is all sorts of hullabaloo going on. There are, I mean, we arrive in to see a, classic Ferrari just coming out and around the mountains and kind of sets the tone today. the day. So we park up, don the snow gear, and we start going around. So we headed straight for this car park called the Serletta, uh, which is where all the cars were being held. And we walk up, and unbeknownst to us, they have not been letting people in. There was a huge controversy over... There wasn't too much of a contingency plan in place. So when this happened they just shut everything down and people with tickets were trying to get into this area. It was the only place where any of the cars were that was in any way official. And they turned everyone away. And we walk up with no notice, with no checking online. We just went we know where they are. Let's see. In the typically Irish way I go sure we'll give it a go. We walked in with purpose. Walked in, flashed the tickets, and next thing you know, we're standing next to a Daytona race car. Yes. So, straight in, no problem. They looked at tickets, went, on you go. We went, Jesus, this is great. wasn't until hours later we found out just how fluky that was that we walked in.
0: (laughs) We literally had minutes of a window where they were doing this before the whole thing was shut down. And
1: as if, you know, we knew exactly what we were doing, we just walked straight in. And so we we got to see the cars. Some of them had left early already, but most were still in place. Uh, The owners and teams that brought them out were very cool. They were letting people walk around. They had kept them there when they could have brought them away like some did.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of goodwill to try and salvage something out of this.
1: Yeah, and even, you know, we were getting some videos and some pictures and owners were very, very quick to say, oh my God, I'm so sorry, let me get out a shot. Yeah. You know, these are huge price tag cars and the owners were were very, very cool about, about people being around them. We had Simon Kidston in his 73 Mura SV. There was a AC Cobra. There were a couple of um, Renault Alpine race cars. There was a Ferrari 250 California. Two seven
0: five. There was, I mean, there was, everything. there was all
1: all these really, really
0: cool. top tier stuff. Aston DB4 Zagato, yeah, know, old Maserati race Grand Prix cars, like kind of anything and everything was there.
1: And if you're trying to picture what all this looks like, fear not. We have a video. We have a walkthrough coming out. We'll go yes. through all the cars. Just watch it and kind of then try place yourself. Going, this is all in one place. Yeah. In an underground, under a hotel, next to a frozen lake, when the cops are outside waving people on. Yeah. And you're just in this little world for a couple of moments going, this is, this is it's insane.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. So we walked through
1: all the cars. That was really cool. We did our thing, got our pictures, got our video, head back outside where it is now bucketing down snow. We said, well, let's on our 15 year old tiktokers and go car spotting around yes. the place and see what we could see so we got moving and it, it's just a rolling car show it is you know bucketing down some truly heavy flaky snow if you were looking to go skiing this was the perfect powder day it was incredible snow and there was no shortage of cars on display
0: and samaritz is kind of there's only really like a loop in San Maritz. So people yeah. were just driving around all day.
1: They just, it, it was a rolling car show. We had a 296 that had a roof box on it that he he was advertising his roof box. We moved to town and you you don't know what's coming up next. You can expect the regular Range Rovers and, and G63s. And then out of nowhere, a Merc 190E Cosworth 2.5 Evo 2, with skis attached to the roof, comes around the roundabout. (laughs) And you just... What? Then there's a Bentley blower. Then there's a roof, driven by Aloisa Roof, the daughter of Alois Roof, the founder. And she's, smiley as all hell, waving at all of us, you know, fingers out the window, just giving peace signs. It, like, you'd have to just take it all in for a second, and
0: There is a bit of a like. What is this place?
1: You know, I, I saw that, and I've seen this. And it's really cool. And then we're coming, come back down the road, and there's this incredible noise. Just sounds like a real big muscle car. It's not. It was a Delage, which is a French car,
0: mm-hmm.
1: huge, big, coach-built, boat-tail, speedster, roadster-type thing. Um, it's a believe a d18 um roadster is what this is called and this had been in a collection for many many years and never driven and then this comes out with the current owner who drives it to every show um it's been all across the u.s and he drives it from place to place and he's constantly making posts about how the previous owners have missed out on just how sweet this drives yeah
0: it. i mean this this thing for those who don't know this thing looks like Something from The Great Gatsby. It is
1: huge yeah. in every single yeah.
0: way. It's got a straight
1: eight, yeah. which just sounds amazing. And this is ruthless. This is a, a roadster.
0: Now this car, uh, and also this guy was like in, I'm not going to say period attire, but kind of like he was in all the right gear yeah. for this thing. He,
1: he, you wouldn't mistake him as the owner of this car. Yeah. This car actually ended up winning best in show for the whole event but it's bucketing snow in the car, unfaced. Yeah. He's still waving at everyone, letting them see it, letting them hear it. And he's followed by a friend who's driving one of his other cars, which is a Ferrari 212 gear body. Again, getting snowed in. Yeah. No matter. Yeah. Just driving I, I
0: couldn't even guess how much that Ferrari is worth. And he's driving it with the roof down in the snow. Yeah. Like... People would lose their mind over this. Yeah. Uh, the,
1: both of these cars are worth more than a house. Yes. And worth several houses. They're just there to let people see it. they yeah. you know, you could see the guy in the in the in the Ferrari was getting a little bit cold, a little bit miserable.
0: <laughs> he didn't look quite as happy. He wasn't he? as happy.
1: <laughs> but they're still waving, they're still yeah. showing these off to people. Such a cool event. We didn't get to do pretty much any of the event. We made no. our own event. Yes. And we pictured it videoed it as we went. Super cool.
0: Yes. Also, we have to do a major thanks to Killian who was uh, joined us. Who also did was an impromptu cameraman for our video. So Killian did step off. in. Yeah. Um Killian is our friend from
1: Cork. Who you know he came along to to in, take in the event and you know missed it the same way we did. And we said, "Well, you're here.
0: Here's a camera, button to use. So. Make yourself <laughs> useful." <laughs> yeah. So he did a great job. So thank you, Killian. Well done. So we do do all that, take it in. It gets cold.
1: I, there's pictures and videos online. There's no way, there's not a podcast long enough for me to tell you everything that happened. And there yeah. isn't even a way I can't take it all in. Check out the, the socials for proper coverage of that. Yeah,
0: yeah, it really was phenomenal. And we're back next year, despite it being cancelled this year. That's it. We are back next year. That, I have oh, to go back. It, it's, so, it's so cool. It yeah. It's
1: so, so cool. You know, if you've ever been to Monaco and seen cars drive around, it's like that. But then put it on snow and make them 50 years older.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Right up there with actually with like kind of Monterey Car Week and all that kind of stuff. Really, really cool stuff. Yeah, and there's
1: always a chance of inclement weather, so you just have to take it on the chain and go, yeah. well,
0: we're here, we're going to make the most. Samaritz is quite nice as well. Samaritz is it's it's pretty, it's pretty nice. Bloody expensive, but quite nice.
1: It's expensive, yeah. Yeah. So, after that, we head back to the airport and I had to return home for work. However, Dave headed off to Geneva for the Geneva Motor
0: Show. Yes, the 100th running of, the Geneva Motor Show and well let's just say it wasn't really all that good you had room to move did you it wasn't was not what I would call a sellout show Um, in fact I think I, I, I did just tweet hashtag RIP Geneva Motor Show which kind of tells you a bit of an idea of what it's like. Stop,
1: stop. He's already dead. (laughs) It
0: was a bit bit like that. But um, we will touch on that next week because um, we we bored you to death enough already for this week. But there's actually quite a bit because at the Geneva show, we had the Renault 5 was unveiled, which was quite a big thing. And I actually did sit down with a couple of people from Renault, including Gilles Vidal, who's their chief designer. So there's a lot of cool info to come on that. Um, Renault so are quite
1: hot right now, and it does deserve a good chat about yeah. the stuff they've been doing. The Renault yeah. 5 has just been unveiled. It is super cool. Baguette holders all around. Yes, there's also the new Twingo in the pipeline. Yes, and Special I have some place information in my
0: heart. On, the, on the new Twingo. And also stay tuned for a full-on Twingo project we might be doing and in the near future.
1: I actually don't think I saw anything from Geneva that wasn't
0: Renault 5 related. Yeah, it was pretty much the Renault 5 show. It was the Renault 5 show. And that was it. There were other things there, and I'll touch we on can't those. can't tell you what they are. don't remember. Yes, no one saw. and also, also ran back into Simon Kidston there as well, so I had a little bit of a chat with him. But yeah, we'll fill you all in on that next week. This has been fun as ever. Again, we can't believe this is a free service. Do Thank subscribe. you for listening to our holidays. Yes, thanks for listening <laughs> to our holidays. Um, we will be posting lots of pictures, so follow at fifty to seventy on Instagram and all the socials there. Yeah, you can follow you on Instagram at works cooper s, and you can follow me on all the socials at mm-hmm. Lord Humphreys. So do check that out. Give us a follow remember please do subscribe to the show it's a big help to us when you do that it means you get the next episode automatically downloaded as soon as it comes out and also a huge huge thank you to trife who sponsored this podcast get everything you need from them at trife.com or from any of their stores all throughout Dublin and in Ireland thank you thank you